5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Huge uh, show for you today. Welcome in, everybody. Nice to have you along on a uh, chilly day. Chilly, chilly day. Um, Big thanks to uh, all of our crew doing a great job working around all kinds of things. The ref, Philip Pilkington, is in today. Philip, you good? I'm good. How about you, Working Patrick? hard today. I'm well. Uh, we've got Pirate Basketball. It is on right now. It's what we're told, right? Got to take so it hour by hour. <laughs> well, that's the comment that we got coming up right here. Hour by hour. That's what Joe Dooley says. And uh, he's not wrong. I don't think he's wrong, do you? No. Gotta t- gotta Heck, it might it be minute by, by minute at this point. It, it, it could be. Yeah, it could very well be. Uh, hey, great to have you with us, everybody. Uh, it is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show here on uh, 94.3 The Game. And uh, we've got uh, Jim Zoki Did not make it yesterday. Zoke will be on uh, bottom of the hour. We'll talk some uh, Panthers with him. We'll talk uh, some... Mick Mixon's final game with him. Some good uh, Mick Mixon uh, memories with Jim Zoki today. Wish uh, the Panthers would have sent Mick on, out on a little better note. Mick does get to to have his swan song, though, calling uh, a game of the defending Super Bowl champs. And uh, like him or not, the GOAT as far as quarterbacks. Would you not agree? Um, yeah, for sure. Might even be the GOAT as far as players. Yeah, so Mick gets to say, "Hey, I, I got to, I got to do one of the goats' games on my last uh, on my last go around," and I think that's fine. I think that's pretty good. So that's what we'll be uh, looking at. We'll talk to uh, Jim Zoki coming up uh, a little bit later on. Uh, that'll happen today. Uh, Joe Dooley show from last night. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, this is what. Ref was referring to a moment ago. And look, right now, it's still kind of a a happening event. It's going to happen. There will be Pirate basketball tomorrow against a Tulane team that has taken advantage of some opportunities they've gotten. They had a COVID deal earlier in the month of December, missed some time, but have gotten back. And they're coming off a pretty phenomenal little uh, run where they have uh, knocked off Memphis and uh, won at Cincinnati. And now Memphis was out without their top three guys, but they still beat them, right? Beat them at home. And then, uh, look, the Cincinnati thing. Cincinnati's a little bit of a paper tiger. Pardon the Memphis pun there, but, uh, you know, they they didn't exactly line up murderer's row in the non-conference. Got a new head coach. He came in and said, hey, I I could kind of schedule who I want to schedule here. So I'm going to do that. And that's fine. 
but uh, you know, this is not like that. Wes Miller's team is, you know, the group that is gonna gonna bowl people over and that sort of thing, right? So that's the uh, that's the deal there. They they won, but still they won at Cincinnati. That's not an easy thing to do, even if Cincinnati's not vintage Cincinnati. So this is a good team with with uh, right now an early candidate Jalen Cook for for player of the year certainly a first team guy I mean Jalen Cook's been marvelous player of the week in the league shoots 48 percent from three it's gonna be tough tomorrow Pirates uh are still kind of working through the COVID situation don't know exactly at this point who's available and who's not confirmed but uh, you know we know they'll they'll probably be without some players the guys that are practicing right now are the guys who are going to play uh, barring anything, but uh, this is what Joe Dooley had to say on the Joe Dooley radio show. They did it last night, not from Logan's, but from Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum in an effort not to, to get people together because uh, it's just a highly contagious variant right now. And uh, so you don't assemble people and, and run the risk of getting anybody who's, you know, maybe comes in contact with Joe and them sick or just other people sick. You can avoid that. That's a good thing. This is what he had to say uh, to Coach Dooley about, yeah, the game is on right now, but we're taking this thing one moment at a time. We're anticipating. I mean, that's it's. I I I say this, you know, we say it jokingly. It's not day to day. It's hour by hour. It is. So when uh, you know when things happen, we have to adjust. And uh, I think right now we're pretty confident. uh, You know, at six oh three, you know, at six twenty, I could get a call or a text or seven fifteen tomorrow morning and. Uh, you adjust and move on and try to figure it out as it goes. So it's, uh, you know, a moment-to-moment thing. And the Pirates have uh, been able to get some guys back out and practicing. I, talking to Coach, uh, the one thing that I think is really frustrating is, you know, they are they probably had their best couple practices um, right before – the game that got canceled again or postponed against uh, Wichita State. I mean, the team's playing well, nine and three. They've won close games yet, but they've won those games. You could make a, a case that they were in the other three games that they lost. I mean, very easily could have been twelve and zero. Certainly, if if everything had bounced correctly, eleven and one, ten and two, somewhere in there. I mean, nine and three is very really good. Don't get me wrong, but now you got. Two weeks ago, I mean, it's over, been more than two weeks now since ECU played their last game. So the big thing is the, the conditioning, the wind, you get guys out there. Are they going to – because you could practice. They have missed some practice time. You can practice all you want, but if you're not real, you know, in those game reps and heavy practice, it's, it's a little tough to get your legs back under you and get your wind about you. So there you go. This is the uh, – this is what the, the Pirates are facing. Tomorrow, a hot, confident Tulane team. It'll be getting in tonight, and then the Pirates will uh, play them uh, tomorrow night. At least right now, that's the plan. 7 o'clock from Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. We'll have a 90-minute edition of the show tomorrow. More details on that coming up. Uh, and uh, that'll be that. All right, Panthers and Buccaneers on Sunday. Philip, Sam Darnold. Going to be the starter. Cam Newton may play. You fine with this? Well, Sam's your guy on contract for next year. So I think that right there, 
you know, kind of makes the decision for you as to who needs to play. I think he gives you the best chance to win right now. What do you think? I don't think anybody gives you a good chance well, to win, but it's, yes, it's, probably, probably, yeah, he probably does. It's not a great chance, but it is a chance. So that's that's what I would say about it. You at least got a shot with with Darnold in there. Um, but who who is it that they named the uh, the acting offensive coordinator? I'm not even sure. Yeah, Google that for me. Will do. Because I'll tell you what this guy has got to do right now. Make sure that his resume is polished up because he has not been statistically and production-wise any better than, than Brady was. So, I mean, you can't, you can't say that this guy is going to be the guy who's going to be the OC. You gotta have, you're going to go into the offseason not only needing to address, as we sit here right now, the quarterback situation possibly – the offensive line situation, definitely. And I think what you're going to do with Christian McCaffrey, what's what's his future in Carolina? Jeff Nixon is the offensive coordinator. Acting. Jeff Nixon coming uh, to a staff near you somewhere because that guy will not be calling the plays in Carolina next year. So you got to get an offensive coordinator. And, you know, in talking to people – there's just a real sense of no plan there right now. And I don't know if that sorts itself out with the GM, but it's just, there seems to be a lot of disorganization right now. Now I'll say this, and I, and I mean, we're going to have Zoki on bottom of the hour. Now I'll, I'll talk to him about this and I'll say it to him. Then I, I thought they played hard on Saturday. I don't think he's lost the locker room. Do you? No, that looks a lot better. Totally a step up from what we've seen over the last, you know, two months or so. Mm. So, I mean, the guys are still playing hard, but I mean, that. I really watched that game very, very closely on Saturday, Sunday. And uh, to me, they just, the offensive line's horrible. It's horrible. I know we've been saying it, but I really watched that group. They're terrible. And Darnold's just not the guy you need to have planted back there. Really, nobody is, it appears, behind this group. I mean, there's Darnold back there. And, I mean, let's face it, his track record's not been great. But, you know, he's had no, he, he had no time to do anything. He was having to get rid of the football. We talked about it yesterday. He was having to get rid of the football very quickly. So that game is pushed back to 425 just to prolong your agony a little bit longer into the NFL season, ref. Will you will you be tuned into the final game, locked in and loaded? Oh, of course, always will. Okay. I, I will have the red zone channel up on another uh, screen, you know, with all these playoff implications going on. There's definitely more important games than ours, but you know, got to watch them till the end, whether or not it kills you. You got to do it. I I will give you this credit. You are a fan. You you will stick with this team. I'll give you credit on that. A lot of people won't, but but the ref Philip Pilkey did will stick with them. Um. So, yeah, we'll talk to Zoke all about that. We'll get more into the Panthers. Uh, and obviously, one of the storylines is what's going on with Antonio Brown, and, and that's kind of further it's kind of further moving on slowly now at this point. Um, ECU basketball is on. We're going to hear from Joe Dooley coming up in just a bit. We got Zoki at the bottom of the hour, so we want to get to him and leave plenty of time. Uh, do you have anything uh, else that I missed that I needed to bring up here today that 
I maybe have not, uh, I've overlooked here on the vast uh, list of, of topics and things going on. No, that's about it. All right. Uh, let's grab a break then. Before we do, uh, we've got a four pack of tickets to ECU and uh, Tulane tomorrow night. Again, the game is on. We've got the tickets. We'll do caller five at 252 561 game, 252 561 4263. If you win, or if you're caller five, I should say, you'll win the tickets. So call now, 252 561 game, 252 561 4263. A four pack of tickets to ECU basketball. Coming your way uh, if you're caller five. We'll come back and uh, get our pirate report in and a lot more. Jim Zoki still to come from the Panthers radio network as we talk the regular season finale with him. Bottom of the hour on the PJ show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Attention duck hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville is the premier shop for all your duck hunting supplies and is Eastern North Carolina's newest Benelli, Stoger, and Franchi shotgun dealer. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries the most sought-after duck loads, such as Kent Fast Steel 2.0, Heavy Steel and Heavy Metal, Federal Black Cloud, Remington Nitro Steel and Hypersonic, Winchester Blindside and Royal Blue Steel, and Chokes by Pattern Master and Carlson. They also carry Green Headgear decoys, by Avery, Mojo Motorized Decoys, Decoy Weights and Cord, Avery Blinds, and Real Grass. Greenville Marine has a great selection on banded waders, clothing, and much more. Everything you need for a successful duck hunt is all under one roof, so why go anywhere else? Head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive beside Greenville Marine. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.30, and Saturday, 8.30 to 12.30. This year, U.S. Cellular's making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or 
or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. Furnished by the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Jim from Winterville. Jimmy! Don't you Jay. worry about getting fixed up when you wake up. Jimbo. Pretty enough. Big winner. Got your window at the cloud. Family four-pack of tickets to Pirate Hoops tomorrow. I'll let you guys decide if you want to work one of these in tomorrow. Uh, because of some other obligations I've got in addition to everything else and hoops, I'm going to uh, let the boys take you to the winner's circle tomorrow. Full 90-minute edition. TJ Long is going to be on, so you guys will have some analysis in a segment, also a pirate report. So there'll be plenty to talk about. Uh, Patrick Johnson, welcome you back in to uh, Greenville's Top Sports Show. It is the Patrick Johnson Radio Program. Great to have you uh, along with us here. Right now, ECU basketball is a uh, go tomorrow against Tulane. The Green Wave come in with a 2-0 mark, 5-6 and on the season overall. They had about a three-week layoff from uh, – COVID got back out of that and just knocked off Memphis and won at Cincinnati. So uh, good crowd will be needed tomorrow and an into it crowd to, uh, to beat a two lane team that uh, is really good. And the pirates are going to have some guys out. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We'll, we'll know the full extent uh, closer to game time tomorrow, but uh, that's the big story in that one um, is who is not available for the pirates. And it's just it, Kind of depends on COVID and contact tracing, apparently. Speaking of which, uh, this is Joe Dooley uh, in our Pirate Report. Let's hit that for you right now. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. uh, We heard Joe Dooley earlier in a cut we played for you in the opening segment talk about how this is a hour-to-hour proposition team is not back at full strength yet as to the reason why here's coach yeah we're not back full I mean we're, we're far from that but we had a few more we added one more today and uh, I think the big thing is you know it's it's been a little bit confusing not confusing we've actually gotten a little bit more clarity with with all this you know by the rule the league adjusting the uh, the time frame for the for the uh, quarantine uh, you know, some of the guys are getting back or getting onto the court a little bit quicker. Uh, we've had a couple of weird ones. You know, there's still contact tracing. People, I think, believe that there's not contact tracing. There is contact tracing, and and that's included with a couple of our guys that have had the booster. But it was in we did the booster a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, during that during the exam break, and they're not outside the two week window. So those things are all little weird deals. Some, some of those guys are boosted, but they're contact traced, and those guys can't do certain things. So it's just been. Uh, step by step and uh, like you know I told the coaches all, all over the place and they sort of give us you know what they're going through the same thing and trying to figure it out and, and uh, at least we have some experience and I think our guys are a little bit uh, as opposed to last year they're not as rattled I think at this time last year we had a little bit of a shutdown they were rattled this is uh, today's pirate report Joe Dooley comments from his radio show last night in case you missed it or didn't catch the entire program 
uh, coach uh, kind of announcing, and, and they've, they've started to put out the preview material for ECU and Tulane tomorrow, so that looks like it'll be a go. Uh, but this is uh, Coach Dooley on having to uh, adapt to having less players in practice, something ECU's had to do the last uh, several days. I was talking with John Gilbert this afternoon, and we were talking. He said, you know, how's practice? I said, it's been interesting. It, it makes you think about things differently. Uh, when you don't have 10 guys, you, you know, you play three-on-three, three, you play four-on-four. Four. Uh, it's a little bit different because you don't have, you know, your scout team isn't able to simulate what you're going to see, so you have to do a little bit more walkthrough. And the other thing, I think every the biggest thing that's taken for granted uh, watching these kids is the conditioning. I mean, we talk about, well, you know, they're only out three or four days. Well, these guys aren't used to being out three or four days or five or six days or ten days. And then when you come back, they need to get reacclimated. The biggest thing before you can get your team playing is to get guys in shape without getting hurt. And it's not like you could say, hey, let's go run X, Y, and, you know, run 20 suicides or something like that. That's, that's not real basketball stuff. It's a, it's a gradual. As you watch these NBA teams, a lot of these guys in the NBA are out 12, 14 days because they're trying to ramp up their endurance and ramp up their conditioning so they don't get hurt. I mean, you're not going to trot Kevin Durant out there after, you know, being out five or six days and say, hey, go play. I mean, that, that, that guy's worth – a lot of money to your franchise, so you can't just throw them out there and get them hurt because they don't be out for the long range. And this is uh, Coach Dooley on rescheduling the games against uh, USF, which was the game to be played on New Year's Day that was uh, postponed, and then the game that was postponed less than a week ago, and that was going to be the uh, conference opener with Wichita State coming to town. Uh, I think right now the USF game is a little easier to maybe get rescheduled because there is a trip to Orlando and UCF and, and a possibility of maybe, you know, playing uh, two out of three days down there. And because, I mean, basically the, the campuses are no more than two hours distance between them drive time, um, you know, maybe an hour and a half, to be honest with you. So um, pretty close. And so that would that would lead one to believe that uh, the trip to UCF later in the year, the Pirates could just zip down. I four and uh, go to uh, go to uh, Tampa and, and play that game there. You know, with Wichita State, it's a little different situation. Uh, but this is Coach on uh, rescheduling the games, and he and he kind of alludes to some of this. We've talked with USF about possibly doing it during one of our bye weeks. We'll you know we'll continue the conversations with Wichita State. Uh, I, I think like all coaches right now, we're you know we're all trying to figure out you know how many of these are going on. I mean, there's been some other schools that haven't had a you know shut down yet. You know, Houston miss has missed them games, and uh, you know all these variables. I mean, so we're going to probably have to wait a little bit and see uh, where when these games are going to be made up, and 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 if they're going to be made up, and just see from there. Well, and really, the conference will have to handle a lot of that. Although you know, I know institutions are talking between themselves. Uh, the conference has kind of got to give some some directives here. And, and I think the conference is in a mode where they're trying to see how things get through, how we get through the next little bit. Uh, we got Jim Zoki coming up bottom of the hour. So I want to hit on a couple of these really quick. Uh, we'll have uh, comments we don't get to today and then even more uh, tomorrow for you. But this is uh, coach Dooley. It's uh, a page ahead to cut six here. Uh, Philip, let me know when you're ready on that. Uh, but this is Coach Dooley talking about the season so far. Cut six. We were disappointed with the two losses when we had leads, double-figure leads with Liberty and, and Davidson. We thought the games were very similar, uh, played a, you know some stretches of excellence where, where you can build a nice lead. And then we had some slippage where we gave you know gave some shots away or gave some easy points away or took some uh you know we had a stretch in the in the liberty game where we what we called we had wasted possessions five out of six when you're up 
And I, you know, I thought the slip had started in the end of the first half, not necessarily the start of the second half. And we had five five of our six possessions in the in the first half against Liberty, where we either had a bad shot or a wasted possession, offensive foul, turnover, and against good teams, you can't do that. And the same thing with with Davidson. You know, Nav- Davidson's in the low 40s in the net, which is good. Same thing with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's still in the 30s in the net. So those are games we've got to figure out uh, as we as we progress how to win some of those games to to have a great season, not just a good season. All right. Uh, and last thing I want to get to here, uh, Joe Dooley talking about Jalen cook, uh, who is the LSU transfer. That's on the two lane roster for Ron Hunter's team. Marvelous player. I mean, big time guy scoring the basketball shoots it at a high percentage. He'll be a tough cover tomorrow. This is uh, Joe Dooley on Jalen cook. Yeah, he's he's very efficient. He reminds me a lot of Kendrick Davis from uh, SMU, and you know Kendrick Davis's numbers are terrific as far as points per game, but also the efficiency, his points per possession, uh, shooting percentage. Those are real numbers, uh, and I think you know he was in a situation in LSU last year. You look at the guys they had in their backcourt; they had pros uh, and really, really good guys, really good players, and. Uh, I, I probably practicing against those guys every day helped him. He was able to work on his game because those practices are real practices. Uh, he's a real scorer. Could do it a lot of different ways on all three levels, and he's uh, a really good player. Uh, Philip, anything else? Because I know you spent a lot of time on this. Thing. Anything else you think we need to get in today? Uh, for sure. Probably should have done cut five, but uh, do we have time for that? I think we do, don't we? We do. Yeah, let's let's do this. He talked about the Southern Miss game because really. Look, this game, and again, all indications are it's going to be played tomorrow, uh, at least right now, uh, that's the indication. If uh, if when ECU takes the floor tomorrow night, it's going to be 15 days since their last game, uh, which is not awful. I mean, it's not great. It's not ideal, trust me. But it's not like that's such a you – know, it's not like it's a month. Or you know, I think Canisius, I was looking through some stuff earlier today – Remember the Pirates played Canisius earlier in the year? Well, that was like a 41-day COVID layoff for them last year. I mean, Ohio State over three weeks. Duke is back tonight after not playing a game since the 22nd. Um, there's some other stuff along those lines, too. Uh, it's been since December 11th that UCLA has played. So, I mean, this is some real, you know, tough, tough stuff here. 15 days is a lot of time, but it could be worse, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to get at here. But, you know, the Pirates in that game were down less than eight minutes to go by nine and then came back and won. They outscored Southern Miss 19-9 to nine over the final seven and a half. Got the one-point win. Uh, Joe Dooley on that game. We were better in the second half, and, you know, it was a weird week that week. We, you know, we had exams, and uh, we had some guys that had taken the booster and didn't feel well. So, we didn't have a great week of practice. Uh, I, I do think it always worries us around that Christmas holiday. You know, our guys thinking about going home. We were, a lot of our guys had flights right after the game, and we addressed it and talked about it. You know, you only get a certain amount of these opportunities to do it, so don't take it for granted. And uh, I thought our effort in the second half was better. I thought in the first half we were flat. Uh, obviously, we didn't make a lot of shots, which which also, uh, especially from the three-point line, makes it look a little bit uglier. I mean, Vance hit a big three when we were down nine to cut it to six and sort of gave us some life. We got some stops, and I thought Vance and Brandon Suggs both made big plays and two-foot stops and finishes around the basket. All right, uh, Joe Dooley in today's Pirate Report. Uh, this is uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington. He's got an update for you on everything going on in the Pirate Nation and beyond. World of Sports, little update for you. And when we uh, get uh, back, 
Uh, we'll have Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network unable to join us yesterday, so we got the Zoke man on today. Right now, here's the ref. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Bowl season wraps up tonight as LSU takes on Kansas State in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Kansas State is favored by a touchdown in that contest. It was announced last night that former UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel will transfer to Oklahoma instead of UCLA, which was previously stated. Players that have declared for the draft in the last 24 hours include Wisconsin linebacker Leo Chennault and Michigan's edge rusher David Ojabo. Onto the NFL, Mike Tomlin broke a record last night with 15 straight non-losing seasons to start an NFL head coaching career. And last night's loss to those Steelers, Baker Mayfield will need shoulder surgery and will not play in the Browns season finale against cross-state rival Cincinnati. Titans linebacker Bud Dupree has been charged with a misdemeanor assault after a fight with a store employee. On to the NBA, after being out for roughly two years, Klay Thompson is expected to return Sunday when the Warriors take on Cleveland. In college hoops, there's one game in the American tonight as Tulsa travels to Memphis. There are also some teams from the state of North Carolina in action tonight as Wake hosts Florida State, NC State goes to Virginia Tech, and Duke hosts Georgia Tech. On to tennis, and it was announced today that world's number one Novak Djokovic has received, received a vaccination exemption and will be allowed to play in the Australian Open later this month. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. I'm Philip Pilkington. After this timeout, Jim Zoki joins the P-Man. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Thanks. Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the so terminal. So we'll get out of this at, short lines uh, at ticketing 32 35, which means trip, this will take us up to about 51-ish. So we technically could make it a four-segment show and have a very, very short end of the show. Of course, there is another filler in there, so I could always kick like 30 seconds or something out and open up a little more time at the very end, but we could do a four-segment show. It's solely your call. Well, how much do we have to talk about at the end? I mean, we could always fill it with random stuff, but I mean, I don't have anything dying to talk about you heard the same we could talk about that i mean i'm always good to sit here and chit chat about whatever but well there's a third i said it's plenty of fillers that we would be playing in that final break anyways so need to be cable with a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home you have tv of the future did you know with this new home service you can watch tv at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet even on your phone watch tv anywhere in the country all with this new dish tv service you can go on vacation and take your tv service with you even let your kids watch it at college all for one low price locked in for two years and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill call right now 800-476-6087 
That's 800-476-6087. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within, over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I was told when we when we got him on the phone, he said, is it Monday? And no, it's Tuesday, <laughs> but it's Jim Zoki, our friend from the Carolina Panthers Radio Network and soon-to-be WBT Hall of Famer, Jim Zoki, on the show, on the show here. Hello, Jim. It's, it's, yeah, good, hey, good afternoon, uh, Patrick, and <laughs> great to be out with you here. Uh, we've confirmed it's Tuesday. Yes. Uh, you're right. i got to wait till April to be officially a Hall of Famer, and at that point, I can begin signing autographs for you and others uh, with my name and an HOF behind it, which greatly increases the value of those autographs. Sure. All bets are off once you go in the hall, as we know. Uh, Jim Zoki has uh, one more uh, broadcast of this season. It's in Tampa, so the weather should be nice. He'll get to see Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, that's kind of cool. Look, I watched, I really, really watched very closely the game on Sunday. And th- this is my takeaway from it. The team still is playing hard. I thought mm-hmm. they played really hard in that game. Didn't play great, didn't play smart all the time, but I thought they played really hard. And for that, I think that's something. Now, I get everybody's earning a paycheck here. This is big boy situation. But that's also a situation where you can lose that locker room really, really quick, and I'm not sure we're there yet. But you're more inside than I am. Is that an astute observation on my part or not so much? No, they uh, they play hard, and uh, you know, I'll say uh, even the critics and the cynics uh, will say that you know the team has not given up. Uh, they play hard. They care to win. Uh, it's just clearly a matter of not good enough in a lot of departments. Obviously, there's some good football players, uh, despite injuries and COVID and that kind of thing. But uh, you know, you just look at things like we've talked about all year: O line, quarterback. You know, just it seems like a, a lot of moving parts to complete a pass downfield. So, you know, some of that stuff defensively, they're good, not great. You know, they're good, but, you know, they, they need to be getting takeaways and, uh, you know, you're doing better overall. I thought they played well on defense in this particular game. Yeah. I'm talking more about the season. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there, there's some good building blocks, and it's not like the cupboard is bare heading into the offseason and, and some things that you can take away in terms of just the energy and, as you said, the effort is continuing to be there. No one, no one ran off the field and, and took their jersey off and ran to the tunnel. So that was good. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, that's—I don't know how much. I mean, it's going to be a storyline Sunday because that's the way it is. But it won't be quite the white hot talking point that it was yesterday and today. Uh, that, that, boy, have you ever seen anything that bizarre? I mean, it just seems like every time you think you've seen it all in the NFL, something else happens. You almost make something like from a, one of the football movies, you know, like with Al Pacino, yeah, a team or something, or 
<laughs> or John Voight, <laughs> and the team walks out. What, yeah, what, the team walks out at yeah. halftime on John Voight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the replacements with Daniel Reeves at quarterback. I don't know something, but it didn't seem real. And I'll be honest, I have not um, kept up with it since then. I know he's been doing some posting about Ben Roethlisberger and some other things. So not knowing if there's some you know issues that need to be worked on, or if he's just being say eccentric, if he's being a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. A speaking person versus there's something wrong. Because I see the gamut of people responding, but I've yet to see anything that definitively says anything about what the root of that was. But now we all know that Coach, who've been writing about the game, Coach Aliens asked him to go in twice. He didn't go in, and then that happened. It seemed like you know they wanted him to play. He was choosing not to. Why he did that, I don't know. And if he's got, obviously, a history of some really poor behavior, yeah. and really violent behavior at times. Yeah. So yeah. I, you almost like, yeah, I don't know what to say because I don't know what's really the root of all that is. Well, and with Antonio Brown, I mean, at what point does do you run out of chances? I mean, I, we all love a redemption deal, but I mean, when you lose it's Tom right Brady, up. when you lose Brady, you probably have lost a lot of. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, Josh Gordon, right? How many times does he come back? So I guess it usually has something to do with your value as a football player. I'm sure it's why sure. Bruce Arians had him on the football field up until this past week because he's the whole. He had just come off a three-game suspension for faking a vaccination card. And that went for 100 yards against the Panthers. So that's kind of right there, Antonio Brown, in a nutshell. Yeah. Three-game suspension for faking a vaccination card. And then gets 100 yards receiving and then does that. So it's, he's a, a, a one of a kind. Well, the Panthers may not see him. 3.30 the airtime, 103.7 WTIB on Sunday uh, with uh, the Panthers radio network. Uh, the final game for Mick Mixon. I want to get into that uh, in a moment with you, Zoke. But... Yeah, Panthers aren't going to see him. You know, here we are at the end of the season, and the two MVP candidates are the two old guys. Brady, who's, I mean, numbers are <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. when you really look at the Brady numbers, they're un- they're jaw-dropping. And and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who I've never really liked, and now the rest of society dislikes him. So I'm fine with that. So <laughs> the the two old guys are the MVP candidates, right? I mean, those are your, your yeah. top two guys, I'd have to think, right? And I'll be honest, most people really think, uh, despite you're right about Brady's numbers, that believe that Aaron Rodgers uh, will be the MVP this season. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah, once 44, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is 37, maybe. Yeah. So they're they're playing great football, and either one is, uh, you know, wanting to leave. I mean, Brady has at least been quoted in the past saying he wants to play until he's 50. So he's not like, this is my... Swan song. I'm walking off after this year. Even he's still playing at the top of the league, as you just mentioned. And then Aaron Rodgers. I think the only question is where he would play. But now a lot of indicators are that he's happy in Green Bay and will stay there. So uh, good for them. I mean, they're hard to find. Just, uh, I think we'll look back at this era as we see Ben Roethlisberger. It looks like getting ready to retire yeah, yeah. by all indications, and some others that this has really been a golden era uh, of quarterbacks. You know, obviously Hall of Famers, but you know, really elite. You know, top of the class. Hall of Fame type quarterbacks that are still playing right now that we can kind of, at least as a sport, enjoy. We don't like when they beat our teams, uh, but just to appreciate the fact that they're in the league playing at such a high level. Yeah, and I and I appreciate what Aaron Rodgers statistically is has done, and he's taken some real dings this year on on off the field stuff. So, you know, I, he's been productive. This whole year started off kind of uh, bizarre uh, for him, but uh, he's he's been great. I'll tell you who I've liked the last two weeks, uh, Jim, this gross matos. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, Yater gross, gross matos. Yater gross matos. He's, he could be a real stud in this league. Couldn't 
Yeah, and you know, last year, you know, like all new players, you know, had to go through a COVID season, so they didn't get a real training camp and all the spring stuff that gets you ready for football. And then he got into the season last year, had a couple of injuries, and COVID happened to him. Uh, so it really kind of was very much a, a hit and miss, in and out of the lineup kind of thing. This year, once he's had sustained playing time, not only is he good, he's versatile. I mean, you can line him up like Morgan Fox, where he's a defensive end or a defensive tackle, and he's effective in both of those. He's not just someone you can stick in there. So he's been a real difference maker, I would say, like over the last month or so of football. Uh, would you look at Sam Darnold? We've kind of discussed this, and this sort of seems like it's – it. I mean, at this point, you are on the hook for a huge amount of money to him next year. I, I He probably gives you the best chance to win when healthy. And I, I thought I had to really make some throws a lot quicker than he probably wanted to make. All right, that's that's last week. Um, you know, what is the what is your feel on the QB situation? Because that just continues to be just chatter, repeated chatter, continual chatter on Twitter. Yeah, you know, as we just got talking about the the greats in the league, you want to have one that's at least going to give you a competitive chance to be a, at least a playoff team. You know, Sam played for three not good teams with the Jets, and now he's here, and it's another not winning team and he's a part of that and you know he's not been there for all the games but I mean at best I mean he's just been at times he's had a couple of okay games I mean he's been you know early in the season but I mean those two were against uh, teams like the Jets and the Texans and teams that you expect right. to play yeah. better again so yeah overall when you look at his numbers I mean it's I think now seven touchdowns 12 interceptions and so that's that's not good <laughs> And yeah, you got to factor in the the blocking and the you know all that. But he's got you know decent receivers, and um, has not had McCaffrey as he did not have last year. But you know a lot of teams are getting by, right? The Titans don't have Derrick Henry. Saints played stretches without Alvin Kamara this year. They've had no Michael Thomas all year. You got to just kind of figure it out as best you can. And they're not good on offense, by the way. Saints were thirty first in offense heading into the game. But you just got to kind of figure it out. Somehow they're eight and eight, and they've stayed in playoff contention. You got to fight through uh, personnel issues and the Panthers just you know the line's not been good but you know sometimes it's a running back missing a block it's a tight end missing a block it's a quarterback stepping up in the pocket at the wrong time when they're forming a pocket for him so it's it's, yeah one has tough to evaluate Sam and the quarterbacks that we have but on the other hand right you have to look at them and go well has he been really good if he just had you know it's not a perfect game you gotta be able to play behind adversity and he's just not been very good obviously he's been very inconsistent Two touchdowns, twelve turnovers over the last seven games, twenty-one quarters too. By the mm. way, so that's that's yeah. uh, again the Twitter sphere is going crazy. Of course, you can make any of these numbers look as you as you want. Um, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, uh, is with us. Final broadcast for Mick Mixon, who I think has been fabulous in that role. Um, I think a lot of people kind of huh, Mick, he was the Woody sidekick at Carolina, but he he's been excellent. And I and I, I you know, I'm sure you guys you have a lot to do with the broadcast. People should know that. Um, but I, I've always thought your guys' network it's never the same. I mean, like you guys do different things. It's a fun listen from your from your game day when you begin to the end. So it's a good network, I think. Always has been. Uh, and Mick has done a fabulous job. He got, in my opinion, and who am I, right, Zoke? But I I thought he you're, was you're Patrick Johnson, right? Darn it. But from like his first year to the second year. I mean, it was like a night and day difference. And he wasn't that he was bad his first year. He just he knew what he knew and, and knew what he didn't know. And But, I mean, it's just now there's Mickisms all over this broadcast, and they're just a hoot to listen to. 
and that's the thing about Mick is he's just so uh, relatable. And so, it, and I will tell people too, you know, some people, you know, are, are different behind a microphone and they have a persona uh, that they have on air. You know, the Mick you hear on the radio is, is Mick obviously calling a game as opposed to say he was having a conversation like this with you, which I know he's had. So you, when you hear him have a conversation with Patrick or whoever, you know, that's who Mick is. There's really no airs or anything different about him. He has a very small ego and is, is uh, a good friend of mine, obviously, very one of my best friends, and is a guy that, uh, that I think more about that in, in terms of that than the, the broadcaster. He's an excellent broadcaster, uh, but uh, just a good human being. It's been, you know, in this business, you, in what we do, we travel to your buses and your airplanes and hotels and stadiums and all this. It's just, you know, someone that you just love spending time with. I'll miss that. And, of course, we'll keep in touch, but he'll be in Burlington. I'll still be in Charlotte, I suppose. And so I'll miss uh, seeing him on a regular basis, and our wives are great friends, Dawn and Sandra. So it's um, it's going to be missed in that way. For me, more than that, than the broadcasting part, but I'm sure when the next football season rolls around, it'll definitely feel different uh, not having him around. You are, are, and again, it sounds like I'm I'm sucking up to Zoki, which I am. Uh, but, like... <laughs> I mean, you've had to I work do with this for free, Patrick. You're really not obligated. Uh, but I'm just saying, you you uh, have have come in and, and kind of worked with different guys. So when Mick comes in, I mean, you you kind of adjust what you do a little bit to fit his strengths, I guess, right? Yeah, I'll say this about Mick too. You know, some broadcasters, and I'm talking just I'm just talking about general broadcasting. As you know, some people come in as the, the lead role, and they they suck the air out of the room, and they don't leave much room for anybody else mick is uh, at the further end of that where people like myself and uh, jake and jordan and kevin donnelly and Kristen balboni i mean he gives us room to, to be part of a broadcast team and not just you know, speak when spoken to it, it, it can be that way i be honest i mean with woody durham he was outstanding but i remember listening to woody and then mick didn't have a lot of room in there that's just no, style it's not, no, it's not no, right. no, no. <laughs> the henry hinton stories not a lot of room with you can say whatever you want with woody you just have eight seconds to say it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, it's, I'm not, again, not a criticism. Woody right. was, was a legend. And, uh, uh, but, you know, that, that was kind of the style back then, too. Whereas Nick is more conversational, wants everyone more involved. So you get less of the, you know, the monologue uh, kind of thing where somebody's really dominating and somebody, like you said, you get their eight seconds in. So I appreciate uh, the type of broadcaster that Nick is. That, and maybe it came from him being on the other end of that, that he was cognizant of that and wanted to make that. You know, part of what his play-by-play style was was to get everyone involved. Yeah. Well, I know he'll be missed, and uh, he's he's a great gentleman. And and the few times I've uh, been able to interact with him, you know, not in a on-air role of of interviewing him or or whatever. You're right. Just as genuine, probably in a lot of ways, a a, a more genuine person than he is on the air. Um, I mean, what you see, what you hear is what you get. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's really. A fabulous guy and uh, just just a priceless person. So uh, that is uh, that's good. Are you going to go help him on the farm? Is that are you going to go like holiday down there for a weekend or something? No, I'm not. Um, but, um, <laughs> Wait a minute! I thought you two I were BFFs. <laughs> what? What? Is, you're not going to get away for a weekend to, to lovely Alabama <laughs> County? And- well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go visit. I want to see the place. I want to have a beer, but. Now, I don't want to go up there and cut grass and move <laughs> trees that are blocking, you know, parts of his acreage up there and whatever. It's like, no. I mean, so he could, you, the man could write a check if he wanted to, get someone to come do it for him. 
Probably has his first per diem money he got at UNC, is my guess. Probably. Yeah, like I, I would love to come down there, hang out with you, but I don't want to help you move, as an example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like if I go, I want to, you know, if I'm going to drive to Burlington two and a half hours, yeah, I want it to be fun. I don't want to be like more work. I mean, I'll do, I'll pitch in, I'll, I'll do some stuff, but I actually like yard work. I don't mind that. See, on, my on, yard is like, like the typical third of an acre neighborhood. They, Stan has acreage. And uh, he's got lots of trees, and he has, to, he has to have a tractor to get around. That, that's not like cutting the grass or edging the lawn. That's a lot. You got to earn your keep on that farm. That's just that's the way it is. It's the way it is. He chose it though. I told him we're playing our last game in Florida. Just stay. You're, you're retiring. You're, you're, yeah, Florida. perfect. All the signs are pointing towards this moment in Tampa. Just stay down there. Uh, the great uh, Jim Zoki, our friend, our pal. Uh, we'll talk with him next week. I'm assuming. And uh, yes. wrap wrap up the season that was. And uh, what does Tampa have on the line at seeding? I mean, I guess some things have to happen. I don't have this in I think, front of you me. Know, I think you know one is Green Bay, but the, it, it could be the difference between two and three. They're a division right. champion, so that buys you an extra home game potentially in the next round of the playoffs. So they're definitely got got the seeding to, to fight for to stay up at try to be number two and stay there. They also are a little banged up, but I, I guess they're still going to play guys. So. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they got Evans back, but they, they're hoping to get uh, Fournette back for the playoffs. They won't have him again this week. Of course, they don't have Godwin and Hayward. They don't have Antonio Brown, so they do. Um, they are down a few players, but they, they got Gronk up and playing good football right now again. I'm going to say one other thing too that you've sort of talked me into, uh, and that was uh, Sean Payton and that visor when they would cut the shots of him on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't yeah. care for it. I don't. I don't like it. Did you feel your fist falling up? I mean, just like as you sat there in the well, chair. Well, I just thought to myself, what kind of jerk is this wearing a, a visor indoors? I mean, I'm not a <laughs> visor guy anyway, but it's yeah. just like, dude, you're indoors. You got a visor on. Come on, man. And I've only seen the, the trailer for it, of course, but how did they oh. select Kevin James to oh. play the role of Sean Payton? I don't think when I look at Kevin James, who was elite in his role as the King of Queens, uh, is Doug. I don't understand uh, how they picked him to be Sean Payton, but um, it, it happened apparently. Uh, wor- some of the worst casting, I'm sure, since something I can't remember. But it's pretty rotten casting. That's hey, as long as it keeps getting Rob Schneider work and that little group of people there. That's that's great. <laughs> he kind of fell in where Farley. Uh, I don't want to take this in a weird direction, but he sort of fell in where Farley would probably be if he was still with us. Don't you think? Kevin James, kind of the rotund Sandler sidekick guy? A little bit, a little bit. I could see that a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of typecast. Tommy Boy is one of my all-time favorite movies, oh, by the way. Oh, great it's movie. Great. Tommy Boy. That's I love Tommy Boy. It's a great movie. Yeah, that's one that you stop for when if you're at home on yep. a weekend. And, uh, and then David Spade. That was some of David Spade's best work. Yeah. He's so snarky, but the two of them together were, were good. That was a great movie. And Black Sheep, very underrated. Not a great movie. Yes, that was another good one. Yeah. But it was a very underrated movie. All right, movie talk good with moment. Jim will continue next week. <laughs> uh, and uh, look, you look, send Mick off the right way here. Let's let's a uh, little victory uh, Sunday night down in Tampa. Why not, right? Hey, as I always say, we just do the speaking parts, but uh, we'll we'll hope for that kind of an outcome. All right, thank you, Jim. You got it. Good stuff uh, there, Jim Zoki. Appreciate it. All right, we'll uh, wrap it up. Some thoughts on that, and uh, we'll get you ready for uh, Pirate Basketball tomorrow after this. And Pirates. Oh, there, Panthers. Go, baby, baby.
This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh, Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? It it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) The V Foundation for Cancer Research has a simple motto. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. During these difficult times, cancer patients need help even more urgently. When you support the V Foundation, you are saving lives, creating survivors, and providing hope. 100% of your direct donation benefits cancer research. Join us to help achieve victory over cancer, because together we will never give up. Visit V.org today. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Oh, I'm just clicking away over here, Philip. Just clicking away. Uh, thanks to uh, Zoki, the Zoke man, for being with us. Always good to uh, to have Jim on. It'll and, stink uh, not having him on in her next few weeks, but at least uh, we don't have to watch Panthers anymore. Well, there is a silver lining, right? Uh, right now, Pirate Basketball on tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We'll be going till 6.30. Join the network coverage uh, 30 minutes in. You can hear the game against Tulane here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. The flagship stations of the ECU Pirates. Quite proudly so. Uh, I'll be on the tube tomorrow with some other things I've got to do. I'll uh, be out for the show tomorrow, but if there's some breaking news or something or 
uh, God forbid the game doesn't get played, I'll be back and on the air. But, um, yeah, so if I need to join you guys, I will. I don't want to pull a Hinton or a Clay Travis or a Screaming A or a Brando and call my own show, though. If I have to, I will. We have breaking news. You know what I'm saying, Philip? Yeah, I mean, you know, if midway through our show, Matt Rule gets fired or something, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that kind of breaking news. I think you guys could handle that episode yourself quite easily, quite artfully. Oh, hey, sure. let me ask you something. Uh, who you like in the bowl game tonight? LSU's not playing with a lot of guys, but they're playing. Yeah, I think Kansas State. They're favored by a touchdown, and um, like I said, I, th- I think from what I've understood, more of their guys are playing. So, we're K State. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to Zoke for being on with us. Good chat with him. Look forward to sending off Mick Mixon. Uh, also, thanks to Philip. Great work today, as always, uh, Ref. And uh, we'll catch you uh, tomorrow. See you out at the uh, arena, hopefully. Uh, Have a great rest of your evening, everybody. Stay warm. See you tomorrow. The boys will for the Patrick Johnson Show. My husband, Alex Hussey, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I stopped on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in an explosion and he suffered a severe trauma.